This episode of That One Time is brought to you by Ace Beer Growlers, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, Traeger grills, and all your grilling and smoking essentials. Mention promo code podcast and get a dollar off any sauce or rub in the store. You can visit them at their location on West Court Square in downtown Noonan, directly next to Piedmont Noonan Gym. All right, so here we are. It is the first podcast of that one time. And I'm here with Toby Nix, who's going to be doing most of the talking, I hope. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to let him go ahead and describe basically what this whole thing's about. Because we got, I don't know, two, three episodes in already. And then I'm like, well, people have no idea what we're even talking about or, or why we're doing it. So this is, this is Toby's idea. So yeah, I'm going to let him yeah. kind of frame it. And uh, give you an idea of just uh, what we're trying to do here. Well, um, I, I guess a couple of weeks ago, I've always kind of toyed with the idea, I guess, of a podcast or something like that. And then uh, my son got me listening to a lot of them now. So, you know, the more I listen to them, I said, man, it'd be kind of fun to try. And, and a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I, I think I want to do it. It's time to yeah. time to give one a try. And I thought for a while, like, I can't do it by myself. Because, you know, I'm just not going to, you know, sure. nobody wants to, you know, <laughs> listen to me talk, ramble. But uh, so I was like, well, I got to have someone to do it with. And um, and I thought for a couple of days and uh, I was like, well, I, was like I thought of you. I mean, yeah, that'd be yeah. perfect, you know, um, if only you were interested. So I sent you a message. I believe it was Saturday morning. Yeah. And I sent you a message like, hey, you know, I'm, I, what would you say if someone approached you about wanting to do a podcast? And, you know, you, you responded back that you had been wanting to do one for a while also. Yeah. So um, I had, uh, you know, I had a condenser mic and a half working uh, laptop. Yeah. Little did I know that you had, you know, not only the the professional experience of, of being a sound guy and everything else, but you also had all the equipment. So uh, so, but what I want to do in the same way when I write, you know, for the newspaper, when I write books, anything is, I want to. I feel like the southern voice is being lost in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I feel like. It's the best place to live. It's the best. You know, I'm not well traveled, so take it for what it's worth. But um, I just I love the South, and yeah. I feel like you know it's just it, everything you watch or read or anything else. Like we're getting dumped on all the time, right. unfairly. I don't want anyone to listen to anything I see or read anything I write and move to the South because we're full. But I do want them to understand how wonderful it is. Yeah. So um, so this is just a, you know another attempt of of, of that of, oh. of hopefully um, getting that that the Southern accent. Um, it's it's high place of of prestige where it should be. So. All right, so so for people that have absolutely no idea who either of us are, you go ahead and kind of introduce yourself. Because I mean, I, I mean, I've known you for a while now, and to me, it, it's it's kind of interesting your story in terms of how not only you kind of came to write, but I mean, how how you got to where you are right now. Well, you know, I grew up in in Union City, which is south of Atlanta, and uh, when my wife got pregnant. We didn't want to raise the kid in South Fulton County. You know that you know we wanted a better school system, so we moved to Coweta, and um, and you know it was the right decision. You know, obviously, yeah. you know. So we've been down here close to 
in between 15 and 20 years now, we've actually just moved further out. Um, but, uh, so I'm, I'm, I work for, um, I'm working law enforcement here and, and I'm trying to think when I started writing, I had always kind of toyed with it. You know, yeah. I enjoyed it. Um, I, oh, I know what it was. A friend of mine, um, she was a Facebook friend and she told me one time, she said, well, you, have you ever considered writing? And I said, no, you know, not really. And, uh, she said, you should consider writing. I said, well, what, write what? And she said, anything that's in your mind, you know? So she would tell me that she'd be at parties with stuff and she would read my Facebook post out loud at the party and people would get a kick out of it, which yeah. is just me being stupid for the most yeah. part. But I mean, I guess, you know, everybody's an accessible stupid. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, you know, so it's likable stupid yeah. or something or, you know, so. I just started writing stuff down, and um, I, I went to a newspaper, and I started writing out where you know where in yeah. Hurt County where I live, and I was writing out there for a little while, and then a lady that I, I just I just sent him as what'd you do? I mean, did you just so the, ask the lady and say can yeah, I write a much, column? Yeah, yeah, kind of ex- <laughs> via email. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting at the table one day writing, and um, and the newspaper is there, and it's like you know the email was on the front page, and I was like, well, I was like, so I emailed her, and I said, um. Hey, I'm an aspiring writer. You know, I'd be interested if you, you know, or would you be interested in in publishing my stuff? I don't want anything out of it other yeah. than just, you know, exposure because yeah. I want I want to write books, you know. Yeah. So she emailed me back and said, well, send me some of your samples. But, you know, um, she she wasn't very optimistic <laughs> up front, but I sent her some of my samples and she yeah. liked it. So so I started writing there and. Um, I just figured that you, you know, you guys here were just kind of too big for right. to want my silliness because you know, you you have these thoughts in your head, and you just assume that you're silly yeah, and yeah. that no one else would be interested. Sure. So, yeah. but a lady that I work with, I don't know if she, oh, it was um, Jones uh, who used to be here, Walter. Oh yeah, Walter. Yeah. So a lady that I work with, I think she contacted him uh-huh. and said, um, you know, hey, we got this guy that works with us. And he writes, would you be interested in some of his stuff? So he contacted me, and uh, that was awesome. Oh, you know? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's how. Oh, that's really cool. So that's how I came here. I never, um, I just figured I was too, you know, didn't have the confidence, I too guess. Heard? To, yeah. Too Heard County? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, no, big no. city noon. Big gonna, city Coweta. Yeah, they're not going to, I think they're going <laughs> to write. to me. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so I, but I, I guess I just figured you guys, you yeah, know, yeah. didn't have time for, you know, right. for my, my musings. So that's how I came to write for you guys. And then... Um, I published my first book last year, which was just a year's a year and a half yeah. worth of columns um, that was all from the paper. I did pretty good with that. Uh, well, when you're first starting to write out, I mean, how did, how did you kind of decide what you're going to write about? Because I mean, luckily for me, I have you guys to help me figure out what I'm going to write about over at the sheriff's office. So I mean, I don't have to come up with ideas. Y'all y'all come up for me. So, but you've got to come up with things to yeah. write about on your <clears throat> own. So when you're first starting out, what do you it's tough. I I spend most of the week with writer's block, you yeah. know, and I'll just hope that something happens during that week. And as I started writing with you, for you guys, or for both newspapers, um, I was also kind of new on patrol. Yeah. And so, you know, I would go to my first time going to this call, you know, and I, so there all these, like these new feelings of, oh, yeah, of adrenaline. Yeah. So it was pretty easy back then. You know, the hardest part about writing about work is, Trying to respect the scene, the you know whoever's on. Like, I yeah. try to write specifically vague, where yeah. no one knows that I'm talking about that call that they were you know yeah. in in some form of distress. Yeah. You know, I don't we don't show up 
and everybody's in a good mood. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's typically an issue going on for us to be invited to the party. So, um, so I try to respect everyone involved and I, and I don't want to say anything that the agency doesn't want said, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so it's a, it's this line that I, that I walk of, uh, so you know, it's hard to write about work for that reason because yeah. you know you're you're trying to um, you're trying to be specific to say this is exactly how I felt on this scene at this moment while being vague. Yeah, and, and you know what I'm saying. Sure. So, um, so it's tough to write about work, but then you know I write about family a lot. That's you know it was yeah. easy at the beginning, but there's only so many ways you can say, hey, my kids are growing up fast. That yeah. you know that's all yeah, I, yeah. That's, that's all true. I write yeah, about. Yeah. You know. I don't. I don't know how many other ways to uh, to 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 tell that story. Well, so at the time, you were you writing at all when you were over at night? Because I mean, before you joined the sheriff's office, you were at what? You were you at Cowie tonight? I was. Yeah, I worked there for about five years. Okay, and that's when I started writing this book that uh, that has you know has yet to be published. Was um, and it was the lady. I, I should have said this before, and I, I got off track. The lady who who encouraged me to write up front. Gave me um, a book of a guy named David Sedaris. Yeah, and man, like I was an instant fan. I grew grew up listening to, uh, I'm sorry, reading Louis Grizzard, mm-hmm. and I still read his stuff. Like, you know, I mean, obviously the stories never change yeah. at this point, but every yeah. couple of years I'll reread his for sure. But um, so David Sedaris was kind of in that same vein. You know, he wrote about his life, and he, and he, you know, within one page he may make you laugh and make you cry at the same. You know, just yeah. and and so I I hope that. Anybody who reads my stuff, I would love to be compared to those guys. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm aiming for, whether or not I hit it. But um, so I would sit over there. And so at 9-1-1 is when I started writing. Um, And and what were you writing about then? It was just, you know, things from my childhood that I thought, or, you know, from my life. It wasn't all from my childhood, but just stuff that I, just stories. And it was all, every. and actually the book that will be coming out soon will have some of those stories in it that, that has not been in a newspaper before, yeah. which I'm excited about that to, sure. to have, yeah. uh, have um, previously unread stuff. But it's, it's just, you know, it may go over like a lead balloon. Who knows? You know right. what I'm saying? Like you're, you're putting yourself out there. Like yeah. this well, is, you're doing that. I mean, you're doing it though. It's emotional, I mean, you know, like yeah. the stuff that I'm writing about. So I don't know. It may be well received. It may, <laughs> may yeah. not, but it's, uh, it's going to be out cause I'm yeah. putting it out. So, so, well, who was kind of giving you feedback at the time when you were first starting? Because I mean, now you've got people here that are saying, "Hey, fix this," or yeah, talk about that. There more. was there was um, one lady in particular at nine one one, and it's funny because no more than about three hours ago, I just messaged her. I just ordered the proofs for my new book to okay. come in, so I just messaged her and said, "Hey, when this book comes in, will you read it?" And and spot it, you know, like yeah. hit any you know misspelled words and typos, which I'm sure it'll be full of. So she was the one that um, you know she I would I would write something and I would I would shoot it to her, and she would say this is good or this is not good. Actually, I think she liked most of it, and and she and she's not the type. If she didn't like it, she'll let you know. Sure, you know what I'm saying like well, that's who you want. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then there was a lady who worked. Um, she worked dispatch for Noonan PD at the time. Okay, she's no longer there, but uh, but I would shoot her an email and I'd say, hey, you know, just what what do you think about this? Yeah. Because you want, I would rather a friend tell me if it was bad. You know, I would like, hey, yeah, yeah. like this yeah. is not good. Then to then to put it out for you know the world to, to <laughs> say, possibly mm, see, yeah, <laughs> like this guy is terrible. <laughs> so um, so there was those two, and, and I, I say those two, but there was a lot more than that. Yeah. But those two uh, were the the first ones who I would say you know you know that yeah. that kind of encouraged me 
after um, the the original yeah. lady that encouraged me just to write down whatever was in my head. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the thing is, I mean, when you're first starting out, I mean, obviously the important part is doing it because, I mean, everyone talks about how they want to. I want to do this. I want to do that. Well, like us with a podcast, well, we should probably just do it. Right. You know, we can talk about it and this, but I mean, the other part of that is that feedback. And I mean, when, when you're an aspiring writer, like you are in those early days, having that feedback is, it's crucial because it kind of gives you a little bit of a, a guide point, helps you find your voice. Well, you know, in all honesty, you know, they could have, they could have nipped it in the bud quick. If they, as I do, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. You know, you I was should, like, yeah. yeah, all right, well then we'll go back to maybe get into archery calls. or something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. I don't know. Cause actually I think I wrote an article about this, um, for you guys, um, I went to Clayton State College for a quarter or a semester, whatever it was, and uh, I wrote. Uh, I always liked writing, yeah. and, and I wrote a, a report. I don't know what it was, but in my brain, as I turned it in, like I had images of uh, the Christmas story where yeah. the teachers doing the eight yes. plus, plus, oh, plus, 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 yeah. Plus, plus, so plus. that's what I thought I was going to get back from the lady. <laughs> well, man, pop when, that bubble. Oh boy, when she gave it back to me, like not only did she not like the paper, I don't think she liked me personally. I think I had. I mean, it was just you wronged her. Oh God, it was there was more red from her than there was black from me and it was <laughs> and so I, I probably didn't write again for 20 years yeah. <laughs> i mean she, she it was terrible and i oh, i feel like in my parents basement i still have that paper i yeah. hope you know i hope i find it someday because it was uh do you remember what it about oh man i don't i don't remember i don't and then um when i started writing the book um this was about four years ago i had enough that i wanted to get professionally proofread yeah so I looked up all the stuff on on uh, on the internet for proofreaders, and I sent it off to a couple. And uh, the one one lady responded, and like her like, and I'm like, I'm a potentially paying customer, right? And she's like, Yeah, I know. Uh, you, you probably need to get better at writing. You know, like like that. I'm I'm trying to give you money to just tell me if the misspelled words and typos yeah, like yeah. that. So my hope is I've still got the email because I'm I'm fine with like that you know you gotta save this, oh man know? so I'm hoping one day I have like an office or something yeah. that I can put that email oh, up for yeah. her That's you know classic. Um, your rejection I should yeah I should send her like a copy of the book that you know <laughs> great letters I've received yeah. by Toby Nix yeah so that was uh, <laughs> yeah so she she didn't even want my money <laughs> she my writing was so bad oh my gosh well I mean so obviously you got over here and you started out. Uh, I mean, you were over at 911 and you got in patrol. I mean, so a lot of that's kind of happened at the same time. You're finding your voice as a writer and now you're on patrol when you didn't have to spend too long at the jail. I mean, were, were you shadowing with, with folks out there? Well, no, I never I never worked in the jail at all. Yeah. I, 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 I came from dispatch. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you go to mandate and um, – and then you go through the FTO program, which actually, you know, so I was writing with someone yeah. and that was the big sell for me, my wife and my parents. They didn't want me to, my mom, they didn't want me yeah, to go Yeah, what was their feedback? You're jumping from. <clears throat> yeah, they didn't want it at all. No. You know, like this is not the, the climate that, you know, you want your baby to, yeah, <laughs> to go right. into law enforcement. So, into yeah, I was, I was pushing 40, I was 37 or 38 at the oh, time. Wow. So they didn't, yeah, so. But how I sold them on that was our FTO program, which is, you know, field training officer or whatever. Yeah. So that, so I was like, look, like I wasn't, I wasn't apply, applying to be an, a police officer or, or an interview. I was, I was applying to be a deputy with this agency. And I told them that in the interview, was like, if you tell, if you tell me no, I'll go right back into dispatch. I'm not, I'm not going to, like, yeah. I just trusted 
the program and the people in charge of the program sure. because that by that point I had been dispatching for them for uh, over a year, I guess, and I, then I had the five years from nine one one. So I was familiar enough right. with everyone. Like, yeah. now this guy, you know, and and there's only so long that you can sit on that side of the radio, and then you're becoming friends with everyone. Like, well, man, I'm I'm I just dispatched my buddy to a fight in progress, and I'm sitting over here, yeah, in, in this yeah. chair. Yeah. It's you know, you you just don't like doing that. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, so I was like, I think I kind of want to get on the other side of the radio. So patrol was where you wanted – you didn't want to – you were like, maybe courts, maybe oh, – no. I mean, you yeah. wanted to be yeah. on yeah. the road. Yeah, yeah, right yeah. On. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was um, – yeah, that, that that was the the adrenaline, yeah. I guess. So, you know, but – you but know. The, yeah, well, I mean, and your family, I guess, obviously, they just – okay, we got your – I mean, they don't have much I think of a choice. She you feel, were, yeah, you I think in. that she feels better about it now than she did <laughs> how many ever years ago it was. I, you know, I mean – you, I would not want anyone in my family to like if my either of my kids yeah. wanted to do it. I, I would not want them to do because I can't imagine you know saying goodbye to someone and they're going out yeah. for a twelve hour shift of, to, to of the anything. things that we do. Yeah. yeah, you know. So it's um, I I couldn't do it. I would rather be the deputy than the deputy's wife. They mm-hmm. they have a harder job, or the deputy's spouse, yeah. or significant other, whatever. They had a, they have a harder job. That, you know, I remember um, there was there was some something happened, and I was unable to. I was supposed to be home at you know seven p.m. and I didn't. And something hot happened, and I didn't even check my phone until like nine thirty or oh, ten. Man. And man, you know, like so. Never do we that. have computers in our car, and I get back in my car, and I have a, a little message from dispatch saying, hey, call your wife. And I was like, oh, man. So, you know, so I look at my phone, and, of course, there's all these missed and, and, I mean, you can't blame them, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm supposed to be home at 7, and now with social media as it is, you can log on it, and, you know, there's people talking about the calls we're on as we're yeah. on them. Oh, yeah. So it's just, I couldn't imagine, yeah. you know, so... um yeah, I, I I couldn't. I don't want to be like the the spouse or the father of a, yeah. of an officer or a deputy. We're going to take a quick break to bring you a word from our sponsor, folks. Ace Beer Growlers is Coweta's most extensive dealer for Traeger Wood Fire Grills. And if you'd rather spend more of your time with your family instead of over the grill, take advantage of wood fire technology from Traeger today. It's as easy as set it and forget it. And now back to our podcast. Well. I mean that's 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 cool. I mean that your family I mean, obviously came around and and you're writing at the same time. I mean it sounds like you have everything kind of going together. And so I mean the last few years you've been finding your voice. I mean tell me about the the first book that you did because I mean you're working on a new one now, like you said. Yeah. Well, the first the first book I wanted to learn how to do a book. Yeah. And I was like, well, what better way? To, I, I I saw this thing where it's like the the publishers get and I, I won't have the numbers right, but yeah. you know they're close enough. Uh, the publishing company gets eighty percent, and the writer gets twenty percent. I was like, well, mm-hmm. that's ridiculous. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll start my own publishing company. I'd rather have one hundred percent of not much than twenty percent of not much. <laughs> so <laughs> so so I started my own publishing company, and um and I and I was like, well, let me learn how to put a book out. Yeah. So it's like, what better way to put a book out than to um, do a year's worth of art? Because I know Louis Grizzard will always yeah. do it. I have a book of and his that's columns. That's a great way to do it. So that way I'm not burning new material on a, on a book that I completely yeah. butcher, you know, like trying to put out. So I learned how to do it, and I'm not a computer-savvy guy, so it was a nightmare. Yeah. And even doing the second book is the same nightmare all over again. Yeah. I, I've forgotten everything that I did last year. But... Um, 
so I so I put it out, you know, and it had decent success, you know, yeah. but it was just a collection of of uh, columns for about a year and a half, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but it's cool because I think as time goes on, like the people that read me now and may look forward to me, they know I'm in the Friday's paper. Yeah. The early articles, they may have no idea. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. So I yeah, think yeah. That, that I have, you know, more, I hope I have more readers now yeah. that come to expect it. And actually, I've I've been recognized a few times on calls before. Uh-huh. That's pretty cool. Well, that was something I was going to ask you about, too. I mean, like, that, obviously, that is kind of a, uh, it's not a very common thing to have a pursuit like yours and the profession of yours. I right. mean, what kind of feedback did you get initially? Cause I mean, you were writing before you came to the sheriff's office. Right? Yeah, yeah. They, um, it, it's been a pretty good one. And, and the, and the, and the few times that I've been recognized on a call, they, uh, they, it's just, if you think that I think that I'm a humble person and this and that, but man, if somebody recognizes you from the newspaper, you feel, <laughs> you feel pretty good about yourself. So I, I just had, um, a guy the other night, and this was less than two or three weeks ago, I, I, he called, and I responded down there to, to with what his issue was, and um, at the end, he shook my hand and said, like, hey, uh, Deputy Nix, yeah. and, and he's like, I read your stuff every week, and I feel like it might have been after that church article. Yeah, It was something, yeah, sure. you know, because you can have three or four duds in a row and then one hot one, and but whatever it was, something something good had been yeah. recently, and, and he, he commented on that one, and I've had it happen, you know, Maybe five or six times, and it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's especially awesome if there's like another deputy on scene with me, and I get recognized because <laughs> my chest all puffs out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a yeah. jerk, I guess. But uh, yeah. so you know, it is good. And and so far, you know, if someone says, "Hey, are you you know Toby Nix or whatever?" Yeah. I was like, or if they if I if I see that they've equated me with with writing, yeah, I'll always you know say, "Well, it depends on whether or not you like the articles." Yeah. Before I tell you if I'm the guy who's written them. Well, speaking of liking the articles, I mean. You would have to – I mean, I don't know if you still do or not, but you still run them by Campbell or Finninger with those guys just to kind of say – Yeah, anything work-related I do yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, through Campbell because, well, I mean, I respect him, you know, yeah. personally right. and professionally. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh, Clay Neely. <laughs> so um, – but because I don't want to – I mean, I, I res- you know, I want to run it by him to just to uh, say, hey, is it, is it good? And then ha- have I re- have I respected everyone yeah. on both sides on on the scene? Yeah. You know, all yeah. the families involved, the agencies involved. So it's uh, um, yeah. If if he tells me it's good, then I trust it's good. And yeah. If he tells me it's not good, then I trust it's not good. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty good judge. Something like that, I would imagine. He's I very mean, well spoken. Does he give you any kind of? Other feedback on stuff he's, like oh, he's yeah. like I, I like this. Yeah, you know? he's he's told me before. He's like, well, I like this as a whole, but but take away this and go to you know, like he's giving me like that's cool. constructive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and 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 I've done it, um, and it, it works. That's cool. Um, yeah, he he he's well spoken. <laughs> we did a him and I recently did, and um, and Griffin from Fire, we spoke to the seniors at Noonan High. Really? Uh, yeah. So. Um, so my son's one of his teachers is like, hey, will you come speak to the kids about uh, having a career without going to college, that kind of thing? Like she yeah. wanted the kids to know that, that there's careers out there that That's you don't right. have to go to college yeah, for. for. Sure. And um, I was like, sure. And then I quickly realized how nervous I was going to be not only speaking to kids, but my son in the classroom oh, in full yeah. uniform. So I checked with him first. I was like, hey, look, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to completely That's a good dad right there. Like, yeah, I did know? check with him. I was like, I'm not going to completely, you know, embarrass yeah. you by doing it. He he was fine with it. So, so I got 
Campbell and and Griffin to 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 come help. Yeah. And um, and those guys, man, like that. You know, we're all up there in full un- uniform, mm-hmm. and you know, you can add twenty degrees to whatever if you're Always. in uniform. So yeah. I'm up there. You know, I look like Richard Nixon. Are, out are of you beat. in the the auditorium? No, no, no. This is just in the class. They had like three classrooms oh, okay. coming to okay, one okay, room. Okay, okay, okay. So I'm, I'm sweating, you know, and uh, cool, yeah. sweating my way through it. And uh, but he, like I said, Campbell's very well spoken. Yeah. Like he, you know, I did my quick little intro and uh, and stuttered and stam- stammered like I'm doing right now. And uh, I, I threw it over to him. And uh, <laughs> absolutely. And, and then <laughs> as soon as he run, started, yeah, as soon as he started, <laughs> it went smooth. Yeah. And, then, and then I was able to kind of interact yeah. more. Because, like, you know, just having him yeah. as kind of... So you had to start that whole thing off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. You so, had to warm up the room for well, Griffin and Campbell. <laughs> I, I don't know how warm the room was, but I, it was, that was my goal. So how do you think it went over? I mean, I'm sure... Oh, it was yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, my son, you know, I think I can't think the teacher had it once per week every for the entire semester. I had someone come in. Okay. And, um, and he said that we were one of the better ones. And she also, the teacher, yeah. said that we held their attention. Now, you know, granted, we were probably the only ones with several weapons on our waist. Sure, that helped. As we, like, yeah. <laughs> so, but but the, they, they asked a lot of questions during the question and answer form. And, you know, um, I, I think it went very well. And, and I couldn't think those guys, you know, I, I could have never done that by myself. It, it, yeah. It, it was it, another uh, reminder of the, uh, the, the brotherhood that I'm, I'm lucky yeah. enough to be, and I mean, like for them to for them to, you know, Griffin took a day off. I think came in full like class. I mean, he looked like yeah. I mean, he looked sharp as a tack. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm you know sweaty and everything else. I was actually was working yeah. that day. Yeah, so, uh, so I came <laughs> I came you know from from working the you know yeah. it was in the middle of the shift. But um, well, I think that's really cool because I mean I think a lot of people kind of talk about that too. Is uh, I don't know if it's community policing, but I mean when when kids of any age are able to kind of interface with law enforcement, first responders in a more humanized way, especially in places where it's like, you know, it's considered, I guess, a safe place, but not at a scene where you guys have been responding to. Because, yeah. I mean, that's not generally a time that you're going to just kind of shoot the breeze. It's all business. It was cool. And it was, um, <clears throat> I couldn't think of, of you know, of better guys yeah. to, uh, the, the, when you feel like you're, I feel like you have to always put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and as we go on, I can tell you about dragging for dollars and like, <laughs> That's right. oh man, like the, the uncomfortable <laughs> quite, situations I've put myself in. You're quite the ambassador. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but you always have a support system yeah. and, and this, um, this, the brotherhood that I'm in now, where I see the the things that you know that I have to sometimes do, mm-hmm. and those guys are always with me behind. They're either they're ahead of me, they're beside me, or come are on their way. You know, yeah. and I mean, I was on a hot call one night, and uh, I, I, when I got out, and it was hot, and uh, I could hear sirens coming, and yeah. I knew it was my lieutenant because I I knew where he was coming from, and yeah. where I, I, I knew where he was at, and where I was like, man. You talk about an unreal feeling. I'm like, boy, the Calvary's coming. Oh, you know? man. So it was, uh, when you hear though, you know, you you, want, <laughs> you wish they were a lot closer. <laughs> like, but uh, it's just a cool feeling, yeah. you know, that, that you know, like, hey, I'm, I'm in a bit of a yeah. pickle right now, but by God, we're coming, you well, know. What did, um, what did, uh, what were some of the questions you got from, from that from They that were, um, a lot of them, I think one of the, there was three kids in particular that I can remember that were, that were. I would be. I would not be surprised if they put in an application. You locked in, right? Yeah. Um, one one dude in specific. I mean, he asked you know, like, 
when when why are you starting play like you know just he 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 may already have put in an application yeah like he was so there was a couple of kids into it um and you know they were asking i, I don't think they ever got into like the uh what was the worst call you ever yeah, that yeah, kind of sure. stuff i think it was more like career and and the teacher to her credit kept it because she kept saying man you know i don't know who all spoke to her class throughout the 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 quarter or semester whatever they're on but you know, she kept pointing out that we have really good benefit. You know, like, she's like, hey, yeah. no, this is not a bad gift. You know, she was yeah. saying, like, you remember when so-and-so came a couple weeks ago? And, then, you know, so so she did a good job of uh, of keeping it, you know, kind of, I guess, to let them kids know. That yeah. This, this, you know, this is a good good company yeah. to work for. Well, that's, that's true. I mean, and again, it all, I think, especially with jobs like that, it's never really so much about the money. So it's more because you can't offer, you know, what you're worth. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. what you yeah. have is – that uh, the environment, Man, the people that the you brotherhood, work with, you know, that, I mean, you know, when I think about the the guys, you know, like that, they, I don't want to. I can't. I can't stress enough the the, the guys I do it with, man. Yeah. You know that there is just you know it's a different it's a different level. You know, like I say when you when you you know this when I'm got the scene ahead of me and I hear sirens coming and like this guy is is coming as fast as he possibly can yeah. to get to this, you know, to get to me yeah. or whatever, or I'm going to do the same thing when he's on. It was just, it, you know, you can't, I can't describe it, which, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, I'm good thinking they don't have to. You don't have to be creative. No, I don't have to. I don't have to paint a scene with my words on this podcast. Let's phone it. Imagine if you will. (laughs) It's a hot night. Yeah, steam. You hear the sirens in the distance. Yeah. So, so tell me about you. How did you land on that side of the microphone? Well, I kind of the same way that you did with, uh, with. uh, with the sheriff's office where you're kind of on one side and you did one to the other, you know, um, I was long story short, I was playing in a band boy, 20 years ago, probably. And I was in a studio and I sped up the end of the song as a drummer and I couldn't really tell, but the rest of the guys could. And I was like, all right, well, <laughs> sorry, I guess we'll have to redo that. And then the engineer goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. Just take a seat. I'm like, okay. So I sit down on the couch, gets on his keyboard and clickety, clickety, clickety. That was the magic of Pro Tools, and all of a sudden, that tempo was fixed, song was saved, and I mean, long story short, I probably could have gone in there maybe done it one more time at the same amount of time, but I think he had fun doing it, and I had fun watching him, and that was, that was what sparked me to like get into that aspect of like engineering. So from there, I got married, we moved up to California for a minute, and then got out of there, and moved back to uh, Massachusetts, where my wife was living. And I set up shop there and uh, learned how to do basic audio engineering, working with bands, stuff like that. And I, I just love that sort of thing where you're just you're taking things, you're kind of manipulating. I don't want to say you're cheating, but I mean you're making someone sound as good as possible. And if you can make me sound good, yeah, you're cheating. That's right. <laughs> I mean, and that's what I do with writing. I'm just yeah. like, make me sound smart. I'm like, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. You know. And uh, so and so that's what my, my my first love was. But I mean. Man, I I graduated from Georgia State in 2002 with a degree in journalism, and I never used it. Uh-huh. Never used it. Um, so when we got the chance, we moved back down here. Gosh, we had we had Charlie, who was maybe about three or four at the time, but Beth was pregnant with Anna. So we're like, we're both only kids, and we're like, we gotta we gotta get to where the grandparents are because they're already going. Like, I get that. Let's go. Yeah. You know, this is, this is we're not going to Massachusetts. This is not fun for us. You don't belong up there. What are you doing up there? And we're kind of like, yeah, I know. I mean, like, we're not Yankees. We had a good time. It's real pretty. Uh, I dug it. But, I mean, after about – we're up there about nine years. 
I was like, I got to get home. Like you would start seeing things on TV that make you homesick. The Walking Dead was a prime example. That had just come on. I'm like, that looks so familiar. <laughs> like just that. I mean, even if it's not a spot, it's just that, you know, uh, the deputies working on the road, that sort of thing. I'm like, yeah. I mean, they're wearing the same color uniform stuff. And things like that. Zombie land, I guess, when they shut down noon into film part of that. But so we were already just like chomping at the bit to get home. So as soon as we got back here, that was it. We just threw ourselves into the paper and uh yeah that's that's been about it so uh and i hadn't done much audio engineering since i've been back i mean i've posted this you know this is pretty neat. this has all just been laying around you know it's like i said because when i when i approached you i was like i think one of my with the follow-up message i yeah. sent you was okay well i've got a condenser mic he's like yeah okay well i've got you know why well, have two condenser yeah, mics like, i mean you know I've got an entire studio and these are expensive yeah. <laughs> i mean they're like what? 50, I don't know, 50 bucks a piece. It couldn't have been more perfect. And like I said, I was like, I had thought, I was like, I got to have someone else. Yeah. And I was like, and when, when you popped them, I was like, man, that's perfect, yeah. you know? And I just didn't know how good it would be until we recorded them a couple of weeks ago, which yeah. will be listened to a couple of weeks later. This is right. like some weird thing. But the way that you're able to kind of control the conversation, you know, like, it's just, yeah. like I said, if this is a success, it'll be because of your professionalism uh, and that's what when i told pove too you know i was like well this is my idea and i've asked clay and she's like, oh cool you know because she yeah, knew yeah. I'm a, she knows i'm a knucklehead so but when <laughs> when i when you, like you brought that you know like no i've got a responsible chaperone He'll, you know, so uh so she so she's like no it's just a, yeah. a different level of professionalism that well, it gives us an excuse to buy cool stuff too, you know? but uh all right well i think for an introductory episode we've we've covered hey it's called um that one time that one time yeah yeah so that's that's the that's it. introduction. That's, and I mean, and that's basically, it's a summary of kind of what, what do you think? What yeah, gonna, because I, mean, I sent you a list of like, I think it was like um, the Front Porch Podcast, yeah, the Sunday Supper. Yeah. I was trying to do this like um, Southern connotation type yeah. stuff. And when and then you sent me your list. And I, I like that one time. Yeah. Because it leaves it open to where we don't have to, we can talk about anything. Yeah. That one time. We can talk about, you know, the weather, the religion, the politics, yeah. Yeah. all the, all the fun well, that stuff. One thing we were talking about, maybe even bringing in Elijah to talk about the rally. I mean, right. there's a million right. things you can kind of go from on that. Yeah. So, so. Um, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Yeah. So, uh, all right. Hopefully we didn't bore everyone too much with the first one. Hopefully. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, that was it for today. Uh, you'll be hearing another one from us in, I guess, about uh, two weeks. Uh, you'll be hearing the ones that we recorded earlier before we realized that no one really knew who the <laughs> heck we were and uh, we needed to do this episode. So thanks again for listening and enjoy us if you're still here and we will catch you soon. Bye now. Well, that's it for today, folks. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and also be sure to visit our sponsor, Ace Beer Growlers, your source for rockwood, lump charcoal, cast iron skillets from Smithy Ironware, along with a variety of beers, wines, rubs, and cigars. Mention promo code podcast and get a dollar off any sauce or rub in the store. Visit their location on West Court Square, right next to Piedmont Noonan Gym. Thanks again for listening and hope to catch you again next time.